0: What's doing everybody? Today is Tuesday, August 8th. Former President Donald Trump is facing multiple indictments and still more may be in the pipeline, all in an effort to derail his campaign to regain the White House in 2024. Former President Trump's attorney, Christina Bob joins me on the podcast today. Plus, popular R&B singer Neo has to take to social media to set the record straight on his comments about mutilating children, or you may know it better as gender-affirming care. Plus, Harry's Razors decides to go the Bud Light route when it comes to marketing. I'm Alec Lace. This is The Alec Lace Show. What's doing, everybody? I'm Alec Lace, and for the last five years, I've hosted an award-winning podcast called First Class Fatherhood. For the most part, I've done my best to keep politics out of the conversation. But I cannot do that anymore. That is why I've decided to launch a new show, The Alec Lay Show. So hit the follow button and let's preserve, protect, and fight for the American family together. The future is family. Welcome everybody to the Alec Lay Show. I'm happy and honored as always to be here with you guys. Thanks for joining the broadcast here. If you're watching live on Rumble, please get down there and hit the share button, hit the like button, hit the follow button and let's continue to grow this channel. Uh, I really am been overwhelmed with so many of your comments and your help to promote this show here on Rumble. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please hit me with a rating or review goes a long way to help me out over on that platform, those platforms as well. If you missed any of the previous interviews that I've done on the show, please go down on the channel there and take a look through. We know that right now... The deep state is coming for Donald Trump. They do not want this man to run for president in 2024. And that really seems like the only legitimate chance they have of stopping Donald Trump from becoming president and regaining his position as president of the United States. It doesn't seem like they're going to be able... I pray to God they're not going to be able to get away with cheating the way they did in 2020 with many more uh, people going to be paying attention to this. So I think the only way they have a chance... To derail him is to get him, to eliminate him from getting to the ballot. And I think they want his name off the ballot. They'd be much happier with a DeSantis on the ticket than they would be a Donald Trump. The deep state is going after Trump like they've never gone after anybody before. And that is very apparent. They have multiple indictments, more on the way. Uh, Biden's DOJ is trying to do what they can to eliminate his number one political opponent. You only see this type of stuff in communist, socialist countries. You never see stuff like this here in the United States, but you're seeing it right now play out in front of you. And I'm honored today, to have uh, former President Donald Trump's attorney, Christina Bob, join me here on the podcast. She's going to be here in just a second to kind of straighten out all this stuff and see Uh, what what her opinion is of all this stuff going forward. But it is so scary. It's a scary time in America right now. And if you don't believe it, you better wake up because what's happening right now is not normal. And it's a a sign of much worse to come if they succeed in derailing President Trump's campaign for president. So right after my interview with Christina Bob, I'm going to talk about the other issues that I hit on the top of the program that I mentioned. Uh, Number one being R&B singer Neo, who was trending all over X and social media yesterday uh, because of his stance on mutilating children then we're also going to talk about people that want to see more children mutilated which is the ceo of harry's razors so those stories coming up right after my conversation with christina bob honored to have her on the podcast here today so let's do it i'm going to bring her on now here we go joining me now uh, attorney for former president donald trump author of stealing your vote christina bob welcome to the alec lay show
1: hey thank you so much for having me i'm excited to be here
0: all right, a lot to hit on here. Now, I, I wanted to first get your opinion on this. Mike Pence on Fox News just the other day seemed to have mistakenly admitted that he had the ability to turn the election over to the House of Representatives. Right. I don't know if you've seen the clip, but I'm going to play it here. The president uh, specifically asked me, and his gaggle of, uh, of crackpot lawyers asked me, to literally reject votes, to, which would have resulted in uh, in the issue being turned over to the House of Representatives and literally chaos would have ensued. So. Right. So he says what it would have resulted in is being turned over to the House, pretty much yeah. admitting that he had the ability to do it. What's your take on that?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And and that's why the process was playing out the way that it was, was because he has authority as the president of the Senate. And he also likes to grandstand and say, oh, I I stand up for the Constitution and I will never do anything that goes against the Constitution. Nobody ever asked him to do anything unconstitutional, despite all the lefting leftist talking points. If there was any discussion about what was legal or not, it wasn't a question of whether it was constitutional. It was a question of whether it complied with the Electoral Count Act, which is a statute. And there were some that thought the Electoral Count Act was unconstitutional. And then there, you know, there were there were questions about the the legality of the Electoral Count Act and whether his actions would comply with that, which isn't a criminal statute, it's a procedural statute. So um, yeah, he absolutely had the ability to do this. It would have resulted in uh, the count being turned over to the House of Representatives. It also would have resulted in litigation because Democrats would have sued and said, you don't have the right to do that, you know, all, all of that. Um, but there was nothing unconstitutional about any of this.
0: Yeah, and he admits it. he had the ability to do what he chose not to. He just got enough votes now or enough money now, donations to make the um the debate stage, right. which is very surprising. I would want to count that vote too to make sure that they got that <laughs> accurate, because I don't really believe that. But you just you broke news the other day with uh Pegs, Joe Pegs. Um, Which I thought was interesting. And I I know, Joe, I had him on my other show and he's usually pretty thorough with this. And he wasn't even aware that you said four states had sent letters to Congress, Wisconsin, Georgia, Pennsylvania and Arizona, asking for electoral votes to be returned. And Pence refused that as well. Now, these of course, what what I was getting from what you were saying, what these were portions of the legislature that, that sent these letters. Did there need to be a vote by the legislative body in order to make that official or was that enough?
1: Well, I mean, it, the letters are what they are, right? And it was just a request from members of four different states to Mike Pence. It went specifically to Mike Pence saying, hey, we're concerned about what's happening in our state. Give us a chance as a legislative body to reconsider this. Just send it back. That was the whole 10 more days thing. You know, Give us a week, give us a week and a half to talk amongst ourselves as legislators and figure out what we want to do. And You know, he said no. Basically, it was Arizona. It was probably a few dozen. I don't know the exact numbers. Uh, Wisconsin had, I believe, it was one of their committees. Pennsylvania had the president of the Senate send the letter, and then Georgia, you know, had another committee send the letter. So it was not. I don't believe any of them were like a, a actual vote where they all got together and it was more than half. But it was a substantial portion of the body of these four different states saying, "Hey, we've got real serious concerns." Uh, let us have another chance.
0: It's amazing how far down the line we are from this. And it's the first time hearing things like that. It's amazing yeah. that there was so much. Now, obviously there was no sedition, no insurrection charges in the yeah. January 6th uh, indictments. They went with these conspiracy charges. Almost all of them are conspiracy to this, conspiracy yeah. to that. And the claim is that Trump uh, made the claims about election fraud, knowing that there was no election fraud. And I would think that's gotta be a very hard sell because Trump has been right out of the gate claiming yeah. that this election has been rigged and this election has been wrong. So I don't know how they prove that. Uh, it, it, is that their biggest case in this January
1: 6th thing? It's the only thing they have. And, it, and I don't even want to say they have it. They don't have it. President Trump from November 3rd until present day has always believed that the election was rigged and stolen. And so the reason they had to plead that, and it's that's true for all four counts, and all four counts, they have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Donald Trump believes he lost the election and he lied to the American public trying to get people to believe that the election was rigged and stolen. And the reason they had to plead that is because he was the president of the United States. If he honestly believed we were in the middle of an election takeover, rigging in a stolen election, then as the president of the United States, he had a constitutional obligation to do exactly what he did, which is File cases in court, reach out to the state legislatures who are responsible for the elections in each of their states and confirm with them and say, hey, what are you seeing? Because this looks funny to me. You know, are you hearing from your constituents on the ground? Which is exactly what he did. So they had to plead that he was lying because if he wasn't lying, he was doing what any good president would do.
0: Yeah, and what presidents have done in the past as well. And he has exactly. every right to challenge this election. And it's and it, like I said, it's a very hard sell to think that you're going to convince people that Donald Trump really thought that he lost the election. I don't think anybody on the planet would really believe that. Right. Uh, but I know you talked about it in your book, Stealing Your Vote. They they, they frame this thing as the big lie because they made you afraid to even discuss it. They made you feel like you were committing a crime, even if you were to suggest mm-hmm. that, hey, maybe something doesn't smell right about this election, when I think the majority of the Americans, at least conservatives that voted for Trump, looked at this and said, wait a second here. How in the world does a guy who gets 11 million more votes the second time he ran <laughs> lose the election? And uh, and you've seen all the late night dumps, the ballots, the ballots yeah. coming in late. So everybody, I think, has questions about this. And the timing of this case is the timing of this. I would say, obviously, uh, this is all an attack and an attempt to prevent Donald Trump from getting his name on the ballot in 2024. That seems to be the end goal here. Correct.
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't know that they'll be able to successfully do that. I don't think under any circumstances they'll be able to keep his name off the ballot, but they'll probably try. I, I think whether they keep his name on the ballot or not, they're just trying to muddy the water and make it very difficult for him to run a campaign. This is about election interference. They want a bunch of bad press saying, oh, he's a criminal. He's bad. Don't vote for him. I don't think any of it's going to be successful, but they're doing it because they've been successful with this before. As I mentioned, uh, you know, Jack Smith did the exact same thing to Bob McDonnell, the former governor of Virginia, and he got overturned at the Supreme Court eight to zero. And conservatives love to herald that saying, look, at it, it was overturned and he'll be overturned again if it if it even gets to the Supreme Court. The problem is Jack Smith considers that a win because he successfully destroyed Bob McDonald's career. And that was the purpose of the case that he brought against him. And that is the purpose of the case he's bringing against Donald Trump. The purpose is not justice. This isn't some type of law, legitimate law enforcement action. This is political persecution. It's political prosecution. And they don't care that this will never, never stand up under any level of scrutiny.
0: Yeah, it just seems like it's a rapid fire and it's nonstop at President Trump. And I don't know how he does it. God bless him and his family for what they're going through. But let, let me turn it over here to the classified documents case. Sure. Uh, Judge Cannon now recently the other day rejected the Department of Justice request for sealed filings uh, for the grand jury secrecy. Also wanted more information about the out of state grand jury to investigate the case. Uh, it, it, now, is this for her? Is this she's sending a message here with this? Or what is this? What's your take on this?
1: Um, I think she's just following the law as any impartial judge should do the law. And and it's funny because the left has gone crazy over the whole discussion about changing the venue for the January 6th case. And they go, no, 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 it's the Sixth Amendment, you know, and the law requires that... Uh, the defendant be tried in the district where the crime allegedly occurred, and all of that stuff. And they they've heralded that requirement for the January sixth case, but in the documents case down in Florida, they're not doing that. They have a grand jury up in D.C. that's doing whatever they're doing and trying to push that into Florida. And the judge is looking at them, saying, "You can't do that. You have to have a grand jury here in Florida. You have to be working this case here in Florida because it's the district with which you brought in which you brought the case." So. On the you know, they're talking out of both sides of their mouths on the J6 case versus the documents case.
0: Yeah. And and with the documents case, CNN talk and other liberal media talk about this audio tape of Donald Trump acknowledging that uh, something about the document. They talk about it as if it's a recording of Moses talking to God about the Ten Commandments. Like they think this is like, oh, we got him because of this. Trump's addressed it. It seems like, is this their major play in that? Is this their whole case around around that document? I mean, around that audio? Is that their whole play? Is that the whole case?
1: Uh, Possibly. I honestly don't think they have a case. I really don't. I I don't know how they're going to pull this out. I think that's partially why they've indicted, uh, why they also indicted Carlos. Um, and Walt, they're trying to pressure staffers around the president to say that he somehow did something wrong, because I don't think they have a case. I really don't. Um, Maybe this recording, but I don't even think the recording or whatever they have identifies the document. I don't think they can identify the documents. I don't think they're going to be able to prove it. They're not gonna be able to prove any of it. If it even gets there, quite honestly, I don't even think it'll get there because the law is very clear that it's the president and only the president who decides what what records he keeps and what he turns back. In the case law, the Judicial Watch versus NARA case, that was an Obama judge ruling on that. And she specifically says in that case, the archivist, NARA, the National Archives and Records Administration, does not have authority to tell the president what he keeps and what he returns. And their entire case is based on the fact that the archivist is saying he needed to return those records. So I yeah. don't I don't know that this is even gonna get to trial.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And of course, That We keep hearing that nobody's above the law, nobody's above the law. But here we have Vice President Joe Biden keeping the documents in his garage. And it's like there's not one. Nobody's saying, hey, wait wait a second here. How come we're not bringing charges against him? Does that even play into this defense? Or do you even think, uh, again, I don't even know. Obviously, these things aren't all legit. They're all just to throw shade and to throw smoke and to really uh, attack President Trump's character. But uh, does that fact play into the defense here for President Trump that, hey, wait a minute, uh, Biden's got the same thing going on here. What's what's the story?
1: Right. I don't I mean, it might a little bit. I don't know that it's probably not gonna be a central issue. Certainly, political persecution is a, a, a very serious problem in this department of justice. Um, but I think the honestly, the facts of the case are his best defense. He didn't do anything wrong. He had every legal right to have possession of what he had possession with. He cooperated every step of the way, even after cooperating without notifying the legal counsel, they then raided his home. Like None of what they're doing was appropriate or necessary. And I think as the facts come out, people will just go, oh, there's nothing there.
0: Yeah. And I think that that won't be a big shock to anybody. But, right. And then the, th- the third one here, obviously, I think seems like the most ridiculous, unless it's a three-way tie, I would say the one in New York here with the, with the payments, I think is the most ridiculous of the cases. Yeah. Uh, and it's really just a slight on President Trump's character as well. Uh, yeah. What is your take on the New York uh, indictment arraignment?
1: Yeah, I'm not as involved in that case, but I I share your sentiment. I'm, you know, I'm looking at that the same way any member of the public is looking at it and it's political persecution. It's trying to muddy the water. It's trying to get people to think that he's somehow a bad person or a criminal or he does something shady when none of it's true. The reality is you've got Hunter Biden taking bribes on behalf of Joe Biden for policy changes from our ad what apparently are now adversaries. You've got Ukraine, Russia, China um, are all making payments to the Biden family for the purpose of changing American policy. And Joe Biden did that. And he he threatened the Ukrainian president that they weren't going to give this, I think it was a billion dollar loan to Ukraine, unless they fired the prosecutor general, Shokin, who was investigating Burisma, the company that Hunter Biden was working for. It was corrupt. Shokin was investigating corruption in Burisma and Joe Biden got him fired. And then he came back and bragged about it, said, I got that guy fired. You know, they listened to me. Um, so he's taking bribe money and no one's doing anything about it. So, I, yeah, I think this whole idea that Donald Trump somehow is, has the problem with money. It, it's all, it, this is all political theater. It is all and political then, theater.
0: And, and then Trump gets indicted for asking about it.
1: Yeah, I you know he's you know, I he, know, he he yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, impeached, right? He gets impeached just for asking a question. Hey, wait a minute, that didn't seem yeah. right. So they took it out on him instead of looking at yeah. it. But we know that now. Uh, we're expecting, or at least that's the reporting, is this week or next week we're expecting a fourth arraignment yeah. of Donald Trump. This one to be down in Georgia. This one surrounding yeah. another phone call about asking to find the eleven thousand seven hundred eighty votes. Break down that case for him. What can we expect to see here? Is, is it coming? Is the arraignment coming soon?
1: I, who knows? I, I mean, I can't jump into the mind of Fannie Willis. I think she's very, very interested in being popular. So she'll probably do something, but I I genuinely don't have um, information on that case or what, what's happening in Georgia other than, you know, the same way the public does, but probably who, who knows at this point, it doesn't matter. I think that case is probably so similar to Jack Smith's case. I think it's all going to fall apart. It's all going to fall apart. It's not going to stand up under scrutiny.
0: And, and it seems like we, with each indictment, with each arraignment, it seems like President Trump's popularity grows bigger and stronger. And he seems that donations seem to start flying yeah. in every time there's a new. So it seems like it's having this reverse effect. But it doesn't take away the fact, Christina, how how frightening it is as just an American citizen to watch what is happening in our country here. We're seeing the president of the United States attack his political opponent, his number one political opponent. And in my opinion, it's the it's the only way they stop him, in my opinion. I don't think Joe Biden. I, I think Donald Trump wins in 2024. And I think the only way, i obviously, I don't think anybody else that's trying to run against him, I don't think they have a a chance at all of winning the nomination. Their only chance is if he gets off the ballot as well. But it's a scary time in America.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I I think it is scary. Uh, I think we're seeing clearly what these corrupt politicians are doing in our country. I do think President Trump is going to win the 2024 election, despite all of this, no matter what happens. I think he'll prevail in these cases. I do, I do still believe truth is stronger than a lie. And I think that will carry the day here. Uh, but you're right. I mean, it's, it's a disheartening time in our nation right now. I mean, who would have thought you, you hear stories like this in other countries and go, oh, man, these other countries are so corrupt. And here it's happening in the United States. Just, it, it's really sad what's happening in our country.
0: It is. And, and do you think these uh, all of these things go to trial? Before, and obviously, they're going to rush for it. Do you, do you think yeah. they'll all happen before the 2024 election? Because if they don't and he does win, then they know that that's it because he gets in there and he'll just, you know, yeah. uh, absolve himself or whatever it is and pardon himself. So is this the rush? Do you think they get all of these things to trial before 2024 election?
1: I think I think they're working really hard to do that. They shouldn't be able to. But, you know, they're they're going to try to do that. Um I don't know that they're all going to go to trial ever, Um, but it's certainly they're going to push to try to get them to trial before the election. Yeah.
0: and I know like, for me if my opening statement I think would be in this uh, the whole January 6th uh, uh, case would be showing the the jury the the video of Trump saying we're going to go down to the Capitol peacefully and patriotically to make our voices heard and it's like what guy that wants to incite trouble talks like this like listen to how many other people that have started a riot in history have asked the people to be peaceful and patriotic it's like it seems like but they never play that clip they always leave that piece out of it and they try to oh this is what he really meant and they try it's it's like let's try to Read his mind. It's really ridiculous. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I I think you're right. I mean, President Trump didn't start that riot or start the violence, whatever it was at the Capitol. Uh, there's and they actually don't accuse him of starting it, which I think is interesting. I think that's right. strategic. They just accuse him of exploiting it. Uh, you know, but we'll we'll get to the bottom of all of it. I'm sure his trial team is going to subpoena the records and get as much information out as we can as as time permits. You know, because they're going to try to shove
0: this, shove this down our throats. Yeah. I, 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 we're all sick of Todd. We can't wait for the 24, 2024 election. Yeah. Uh, Christina, Bob book, stealing your vote, a uh, link down in the description below. I really appreciate your time today. Thanks for giving me a few minutes on the Alec show.
1: Thank you so much.
0: All right, honored to have Christina Bob on the podcast with me today. And it is a scary time in America, but I do have the faith, you need to have the faith that we're going to make it through. Trump will be on the ballot in 2024 and he will become the next president of the United States of America. And that is really the only only way we have any chance in this country. If that doesn't happen, boy, we are going to be in a lot of trouble because if they can do this to Trump, they can do this to anybody. So I really appreciate Christina Bob coming on and clarifying a few things here for us. I don't know. As I said, uh, you got to have the faith, got to stick through. Now, a couple of the other stories I wanted to hit you guys with real quick was yesterday on Twitter, R&B singer Neil was trending. Now, he'd been trending for a couple of days. First, he trended because of his comments when he was asked about children's sexual orientation, to which he first said and responded, Uh, When did it become a good idea to let a 5-year-old or let a 6-year-old or let a 12-year-old make life-changing decisions for themselves? When did that happen? I don't understand. Uh, he can't drive a car yet, but he can decide his sex. Now, that statement goes along with the majority of the way people feel in this country. The overwhelming majority of the people, especially parents in this country, feel that same way. And if you don't think so, then you're you're completely lost. You're out of touch with reality. You're buying into the propaganda that the news is feeding you. The overwhelming majority agrees with what this guy said. Now, of course, the woke media and the liberal virtue signalers had to come out of the woodwork and accuse this guy of being a transphobe and, uh, you know, obviously there's backlash. This is why so many people in the entertainment business are chicken shit to come out and say that little boys shouldn't have their penises cut off, that little girls shouldn't have their breasts cut off and puberty blockers. See, rappers and actors and athletes are chicken shit when it comes to this issue because they're afraid of the image. They're afraid of the almighty dollar. We can't lose that dollar bill. We have to protect it at all costs. Even if it means children getting sacrificed and I don't say a word about it. And shame on every athlete. Shame on every entertainer. Shame on every singer that doesn't come out and say this is bullshit and it needs to stop. Shame on all of you. But here comes this guy now. All of a sudden, there was an apology. And I'll put it up on the board. That came out because of the backlash. You would expect this, right? Oh, my God. Look what's going to happen to my ratings, my money, my, my cash. So Neo puts out uh, this on Twitter. I'd like to express my deepest apologies. I'm only going to read a little bit of this because it's uh, it's terrible. After much reflection, I'd like to express my deepest apologies to anyone that I may have hurt with my comments on parenting and gender identity. La 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 la, la. It goes on like that for uh, uh, another paragraph. You can read it yourself if you want, but it's actually disheartening to see. But it wasn't the truth. And that's why he started trending again on Twitter or Twitter X yesterday. Is because he came out with a video of his own to say, no, 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 no. I never said that. That was my publicist that put that out in a damage control tweet. Here is how he really feels about the issue. Take a listen.
2: However, this is something I feel very strongly on. And I need y'all to hear this from the horse's mouth, not the publicist's computer. So check this out. First and foremost, I do not apologize for having an opinion on this matter. I am a 43 year old heterosexual man raising five boys and two girls. Okay. That's my reality. Now, if my opinion offended somebody, yeah, sure. I apologize for you being offended because that wasn't my intention. My intention is never to offend anybody. However, I'm entitled to feel how I feel. Somebody asked my opinion on this matter, and this is how I feel. I will never be okay with allowing a child to make a decision that detrimental to their life. I will never be okay with that. I don't. I, I definitely plan to educate myself a little bit more on this matter. However, I doubt that there's any book anywhere or any opinion that somebody's going to tell me that's going to make me okay with letting a child make a decision like that. That's just period, point blank, and that's how I feel. If I get canceled for this, then you know what? Maybe this is a world where they don't need a neo no more.
0: Right, there you go. Again, that is the way the overwhelming majority of people in America think. And that's how they feel about this issue. Don't you ever for a second believe it's the other way around. Don't ever beef, don't fool yourself. The only people that are out there pushing it the other way are the virtue signalers. That's it. And even those people in their hearts know that it's wrong to do this. Even the parents that bring their kids to these transgender pride parades or storybook hour, they know in their heart that it's wrong what they're doing to their kids. And you cannot allow this to continue. It's absolute tragedy what's happening in this country when it comes to this issue. There's no, there's, and you know something too? No one's going to be around for these kids who have been screwed up in the head by the parents and by the liberal media that's telling them that just because they have a penis doesn't mean they can't be a girl. No one's going to be around in 20 years to pick up the pieces of that kid's life when it's all crushed. And they're sterilized and they can't have a family. And they realize that they made the biggest mistake of their life before they even hit puberty. And no parent had the, the goal to stand up for that child because they were afraid of what other people were going to think if they did so. There's a dead reckoning coming for the transgender community, and it's going to come, and it's going to come hard, and you know what? Nobody will be around to help these kids out, and the suicide rate, which is already at the highest of any other community in the country, is going to go true to ceiling when there's no one around to help these kids. Now, one company that's all about mutilating children is Harry's Razors, all right? And, And here we go. Now, I'm going to run this ad that they had next to me here because the people listening on Apple and Spotify, there's no uh, words to it. It's just music. But you can see it. I'll run it side by side here with me. Now, this is a woman who cut her breasts off. And they have a razor, this shave kit. It's, a, a, a trans, it's called the Flamingo Trans Shave Kit. And so this is for girls who've decided to cut their breasts off so they can become men. These are the razors for them to shave with. This is what it's marketing towards. And 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 in this particular ad, it says 100% of the proceeds go towards the Trevor Project, which supports trans surgeries for children. And how crazy is it that the CEO of Harry's this is what he has to say to parents. This is what he calls, how he refers to parents in America. Listen to this idiot. Not just a general parental leave policy, but an equal parental leave policy um, that treats birthing and non-birthing parents equally. Um, so we've implemented that and give everybody four months regardless of whether you're the birthing parent or the non-birthing parent. I'm not a non-birthing parent. I am a father. My wife is not a birthing parent. She's a mother. We have got to, and you know, when you bring this up, Especially during Pride Month, every time I would bring this up, they say, "Oh, nobody calls you a non-birthing parent. Nobody uses that. Nobody refers to it." Here you go. Here's the CEO of a major company he's referring to it like that, and he's only doing it to virtue signal to the to the small minority of people in the country, and he's alienating ninety nine percent of his business, uh, of his uh, clientele. All for the virtues. He's, this guy, just like you see with Disney, just like you see with all these, the Target or whatever it may be, Bud Light, we know, got destroyed. But this guy is well aware of the backlash that could come from this, uh, that will come from this. And he's willing to throw his entire company in the toilet just so he can virtue signal and beat his chest and say, I stand with mutilating children and sterilizing children and castrating children. That's what Harry's Razors stands for. And if you buy anything from Harry's Razors, you're supporting it as well. Again, there's not enough voices that are standing up and saying, we've got to stop doing this. Anybody that's in any kind of position or any social media should be screaming from the rooftop, stop mutilating the children, stop castrating the children, stop sterilizing the children enough is enough. You got to be able to speak up about these things. And just like uh, Neo was saying there, you have the right for your opinion. Just like assholes, everybody's got one. So use yours. And it's it's so sickening to see what's happened to the children in this country. Even here in Jersey, they just re-upped on the law this past week uh, that they're not going to use the words male and female. This is an ongoing thing that they vote on every seven years. It got passed again. So for another seven years, they can't say male and female in the New Jersey education system. We call people, students. We can't use male and female. It's getting, it's not getting, it's already out of control. And it's just going to continue to get worse unless more people step up and just start speaking the truth. All right. Anyway, those are the stories that I wanted to hit on there just because they kind of tie in together the the, the hip hop R&B uh, singer who's making a statement and saying, no, we shouldn't allow little children to decide to change their sex. And Harry's Razors that comes out and says, oh, yeah, we support children changing their sex Two two different uh, heads of the same story there. So I wanted to smack you guys with that. I'm 11 days away from jumping into the Hudson River with a bunch of patriotic Americans, mostly Navy SEALs, uh, for the fifth annual New York City SEAL swim across the Hudson River. I will be swimming across the Hudson River. Uh, so I, uh, I'm trying to do my part here to help out the cause, which is to raise money for the Navy SEAL Foundation. We just passed this weekend, August 6th, uh, which is the anniversary, or I shouldn't say anniversary, but it marks the day, August 6th, 2011, when there was the single most uh, loss of life in Naval Special Warfare history, which was Extortion 17. So many American men lost their lives, brave heroes Uh, died that tragic day and it is who the seals are honoring during the swim across the Hudson River as well as remembering all those that lost their lives on 9-11 so I'm trying to do my part and help them out with the campaign to raise money for the Navy Seal Foundation I'm doing so by swimming across the Navy Seal with uh, across the Hudson River with them and I am uh, raising money with my campaign you can find the link to the campaign down there in the description of today's podcast episode as well if you want to contribute five bucks ten bucks whatever it may be uh, where I'm trying trying to hit my mark of raising $2,000 to help out the Navy SEAL Foundation. Any contribution will be greatly appreciated, and thank you to those who have already contributed. Also, if you enjoyed today's broadcast, please help me spread the word about it. Hit me with a like, hit me with a follow, hit me with a share, whatever you can do to get more people into the broadcast here and Spread the Word About the Alec Lay Show. Uh, And thank you to those of you who have done so already. It really means a lot. Follow me on Instagram, at The Alec Lay Show, for all the upcoming guest announcements. Got a great one coming next week. Uh, Tune in for Thursday's podcast, which will be here live on Rumble at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, uh, a special thank you to Christina Bob for giving me a few minutes of her time here. It was such an honor to have her on. And I will see you guys again on Thursday. 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. God bless all you parents out there. God bless all you listeners. God bless our first responders and our military. God bless America. And I'll catch you guys on Thursday.